This week and next week we're going to be looking at, uh, and in fact on our uh, Christmas, day before Christmas Eve community dinner night, we're going to be looking at um, what essentially makes up uh, three of the four weeks out of uh, a series uh, called the Advent Conspiracy, uh, which is a movement that uh, has the purpose of trying to get us all to slow down a little bit and reflect on the true meaning of Christmas and snap us out of... Uh, what usually happens at this time of year, which is the frantic pace, which is uh, increasing spending and, uh, and, and perhaps um, just any other form of distraction that would uh, take, take our eyes off what uh, truly is the purpose of Christmas. So this week, I'm going to be talking to you about spending less. So hands up if you would like to spend less this Christmas. Three of you. We would like gifts from the rest of you. Thank you. That would be excellent. But it is. It's December, which I would, you know, bet for all of us is a ridiculously busy time of year. Uh, for most of us, uh, we have work of some form. So clients are hounding us to get that project over the line before the office shuts down for Christmas. Uh, customers are coming in the store more and more and so we're getting uh, hounded and hounded and uh, uh, at the checkout or wherever it may be, um, wherever customers may be trading with us. School. Yeah, I'm, forgive me if I get up on my soapbox a little bit for a moment, but school somehow gets busier at the end of the year. First you have awards night for child A. And then you have awards night for child B. And then you have this other celebration for child A because they couldn't bundle it back in with um, awards night for child one. And then you come back over here and it's the kindy breakup party, but it's not the Christmas celebration, which then happens the week after. And you're coming in for some treats and some Christmas presents. And I'm sure I've forgotten... Or if you're a senior school teacher, uh, like I know Greg is, then you've got things like valedictories and formals and uh, dinner dances and... It just feels so busy, doesn't it? And that's just school. If your child is under school age, I promise you, it's wonderful the first year. And then you might get a little bit tired two or three years in. Don't want to kill your buzz. Um, but setting up for a win there. Um, and on top of all of that, that I've just said, December is the month of Christmas. And... We all like to be generous, I'm you know, going to go out on a limb there, I reckon we're all reasonably generous people here, so we like to buy gifts for those who we love or our friends and, or colleagues at work and so forth, so it might be the gadget that you're eyeing off, it might be the chocolates that you know that you need to get, uh, your mum or your sister or your cousin, uh, it might be the hamper with those special teacups for, for grandma and for grandpa. That, uh, that they've been eyeing off at the store as well. But effectively, all of us are doing some form of shopping, which means all of us are spending money. Now, it turns out that as Australians, we are excellent at spending money. Uh, the chief economist for uh, Comsec, uh, back in, this is in 2016, uh, observed that spending is expanding at a faster than the average monthly rate over the past decade. Right? So we've, so it's, imagine kind of like an exponential curve there. Uh, another statistic uh, for a current one for this year observed that 
uh, Aussies will spend nearly, I think this one was from Roy, Roy Morgan, who are a reputable research um, firm here in Australia. They observe that Aussies will spend nearly 51.5 billion across retail stores during the Christmas trading period. And that's a 2.9% increase from last year. 51.5 billion. Another, when I was researching for this message, another statistic from three or four years ago, that number was down around 16, 17 billion. So that's a lot of money. We're very good at it. And then uh, as we think about online, as we're shopping online more, some of us work in online environments. Um, Australia Post, who uh, cops most of the uh, business for distributing everything that we might order online, uh, predicts that by 2021, in 10 items will be purchased online. So all of us carry around a smartphone in our pocket and have the ability to rip it out and in three or four, or if it's a not great website, five or six or seven tabs, you can purchase whatever it is that you've decided to look up. We are really, really good at spending money. But does all of this spending really fulfil the purpose that we think that it does? Well, if we turn to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and read a short passage out of chapter 6, I would say, Jesus would say, perhaps not. So if you would like to, you can turn to Matthew chapter 6 and we'll pick up at verse 19. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Someone let me know when you're there. So Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what Jesus is getting at here is that we, us, human beings, his create, his, created in his image, our natural tendency, our default setting, is to store earthly treasure. We're really good at it. And so he grabs materialism, this, this idea of all this stuff, these earthly treasures, these things that uh, will fade and that will dissipate. He grabs materialism as the thing competing with him for our hearts. Let me give you an illustration with props. Are you ready for this? This is my first time using props. So if it goes horribly wrong, you'll forgive me. Well, there we go. You'll see I've already had success because the props include toys of which none of the children found before we started our gathering. But let's just imagine it for a moment that this table represents our heart or the throne of our heart even better. And what we do is we go and we buy things for people that we love. We go and buy things for ourselves. Does anyone think that looks like Dale's car? (laughs) (laughs) 
and we slowly but surely build up this collection of stuff that apparently is supposed to make us generous and bring people joy and happiness and it might do that for a moment but it doesn't last and then when we have all this stuff we're worried about you know keeping it all in the right place we're worried that we're not going to lose any of it you know so it causes us a little bit of stress and anxiety and well for me at the moment physical exertion as we try and keep it all in place and keep it up to scratch and it kind of looks pretty cluttered doesn't it don't you reckon so if this is a throne of our heart where God, where Jesus is supposed to sit by his spirit dwelling in us doesn't look like there's very much room for him, does it? But the truth is that when we don't look to him that when we don't surrender to Jesus when we don't understand and appreciate and have a revelation of and surrender to Christ our hearts look like that and Christmas and spending at Christmas time really highlights this to us spending how we spend our money which we have ample opportunity to do at this time of year, really is the tangible thing that we have in which to measure by how much our hearts look like this, how much we are encouraged into this place and how much uh, room Jesus may not have. Reflecting on this lovely illustration for a moment reminds me of a time when I was a kid where this kind of became really real for me. I was really young, maybe grade one or two, um, it was Christmas and it was kind of like just on the cusp of when like getting money for a gift instead of an actual gift was starting to become a thing. So I'd actually scored some Christmas money this particular year and I was so, so keen on a Super Nintendo. Is anyone a gamer? Come on. I know that there's one or two who are, they're just not thinking their hands up. Thank you. <laughs> But I was really keen on this Super Nintendo. It was just coming out. It was the latest um, version of the Nintendo. It was everything that I wanted to do with my weekends and my weeknights after school. But my Christmas money only made up for about 25% of the actual purchase price uh, for this particular game console. And um, I've got two young sisters. So the middle sister, Jasmine, who's currently living in London and working in London, um, her birthday is on the 18th of January, so not very much, not, not further down the path very much from Christmas time. And so being my entrepreneurial and enterprising young self, I thought, you know what, I'm going to enter into negotiations with my sister and see if we can come up with a, a deal in which we can get this Super Nintendo. And so uh, I sat her down, had a chat, and made sure mum and dad were very, very busy. And by the end of it, she had agreed to uh, give her birthday money in, which made up for 75% of the Super Nintendo purchase. 
I must have really I mean, convinced her that day because Dad even sat her down and Dad goes, Jasmine, are you sure that this is what you want to do with your birthday money? You could go and buy any toy that you would like. You can go and buy anything else at the store that might be of interest to you. Are you sure that this is what you want to do with your birthday money? And she said, yes, Dad. So I must have, I don't, I can't even remember what I said, but it was that good that, uh, that that's the position we were in. And I reflect on that now. And I go, how selfishly motivated was I in that moment that my spending would reveal to me and my desire for a thing would reveal to me a really cluttered heart. Now, I was young and I didn't know Jesus at the time. Um, so I, I definitely want to say that my spending and my desires are very reformed. <laughs> They're not perfect, but uh, we're perfect in Christ. So... Um, I definitely haven't, at, at least I haven't tried to convince Jasmine to, to hook me some money like that again. Um, but that's, that's what our spending can reveal to us. It can reveal to us a heart that is cluttered with desires after things that don't bring any lasting joy or fulfilment or don't fulfill the purpose that God would have for each and every one of us in our lives. And that's what Jesus is getting at in that short passage out of his Sermon on the Mount. He's getting at this idea that our spending on these desires, on these things, these earthly treasures, won't fulfil us. Our spending in this manner and in this way, um, the things that we buy and that clutter up our hearts, they will slowly but surely be destroyed. And in the process, if we continue on that path, down that trajectory, it will destroy us. But what we can do really hope I don't break anything. Is we can ask Jesus to give us a new heart. Don't need the listeners to know it's pink for you. And God gave us this gift in Jesus. I could not find a doll. Oh, there is. Well, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious. Shall I replace it? Considering it's Christmas, and considering the gift that God gives us of salvation and, and an eternity in relationship with him was presented to us in such a simple way in the margins of society where the people of the town had no room. Their places were full. Granted, there was things happening in the town there would have been valid reasons for it. But because life was full and things were happening and people had no room in their places, a lot of people missed the gift that God was bringing in Jesus. And it kind of shows us that we actually don't need a lot of stuff that we would spend our money on. 
that we could find fulfillment and hope and purpose and compassion and love in such a simple display of love. Jesus is the gift who fulfills us, who is eternal, who gives eternal life, who gives us treasure and helps us to store up treasure that moth and rust and vermin and thieves cannot destroy or steal. God's love for us cannot die or be stolen. And we cannot outspend the grace that God has for us. So when we catch all this, and we glimpse all this, and we decide that we're going to surrender to God afresh, and we are going to follow Jesus and trust him with our whole hearts and with our whole lives, there's an understanding drawn from Scripture that we become stewards of God's love, of God's grace, of all the resources and gifts and everything that God would give us. In fact, when Paul was writing to the Corinthians, he would, he would declare that we would be servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And he also would declare that you are not your own, for you were brought with a price. The sacrifice, the sacrificial love of God that we uh, talk about every year at Easter time, him dying on the cross and rising again, was a price paid for each and every one of us. And it all starts here, in the manger, with a baby who fulfills our every need, our every desire, gives us purpose and hope. So we become not our own, but we follow and surrender to this loving, gracious God. One thing that that means, as his stewards, is that the money that we might be spending this Christmas is actually not ours. The money that we're spending this Christmas actually belongs to God. And he gives it to us to steward, to care of, and to put to good and godly and fruitful use. And so it's not that this message of spending less is to say that all spending is bad or don't spend at all. It doesn't mean that. What it does mean is it should slow us down, we should reflect, and we should spend thoughtfully. See, as I said earlier, our premise is good. Most of us desire to be generous. But what's lacking is our execution. It's how we actually go about that sometimes. Is our generosity or the acts that we're doing to show generosity and to share the love of God, are they shallow or are they deep? Are they the cliche um, status quo thing to do or do they have thought behind them? Have we thought about the impact of where we're spending, how we're spending, who we're spending? Australian Ethical Super, a funds management firm, um, advocate for a lot of issues and something they like to point out at Christmas time is that half of the gifts that are given at Christmas time, half of the gifts are wanted. So half of us 
spent thoughtfully. The other half, oh, we can work on it a bit. And a third of the extra food that we get for all of our family meals and everything like that is wasted. So how can your spending, my spending, how can our spending this Christmas reveal Jesus to people? How can it express love and care and compassion for people? How can our spending cut against the consumerist grain? This could mean a number of different things for many of us. It, it could mean that you decide that you are actually literally going to spend less. You know, because you sit back and you go, I spend too much money on Christmas gifts. And judging by the national average, every second one of them I buy, they didn't even want it. It might mean that you actually stop and think a little bit more about what it is that you are spending your money on. Is it uh, sourced ethically? Is it a quality product? Is it going to break in three months? Most of us wouldn't buy something that would break in three months intentionally, unless it's a practical joke. But is it a good quality gift? Is it something that someone's going to find really useful? Or are there other ways that we can spend our money? Can we redirect it from material stuff and things towards perhaps an experience? Something that might be uh, less tangible in, in a material way, but might actually be profound and significant in other ways. Buy someone a bungee jump ticket. Get them to confront their fear of heights. <laughs> I forgot you were sitting here. <laughs> but reflecting on the fact that we are stewards of every good gift that comes from God the Father above, we are stewards of the resources, financial and otherwise, of what God has given us, that we might actually stop, pause, reflect, think, slow down, so that our spending would reflect the nature and the grace of God. And so, really practically, we have a challenge this week. Who's up for the challenge? You guys have to learn about negotiation. I haven't even told you what the challenge is yet. You stuck your hands up, but good on you for being keen. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, but I promise it will it will really hammer home what we've talked about this afternoon. And the challenge is simply, while well, I find my wallet, the challenge is simply this. I'm going to do this, and you're all very welcome to join me in this challenge. But this week, what we're going to do is I'm going to take my debit card, which I do all my spending on. And I'm going to grab a little sticker that I've got here that uh, Village Kids so generously donated. And I'm going to take a little sticker. It's actually a big sticker, but that's okay. And on the sticker, I'm going to write Jesus to remind me that it's not my money that I'm outspending, but that I'm a steward of the resources that God has given me. 
and I'm going to let that remind me or stop me or slow me down and get me to be thoughtful and reflect on what it is I'm actually spending my money on and if I am being the steward that God's calling me to be. Just imagine being at the checkout when you've got that eighth gift and you've been in that fourth store and sitting there, what, what, what do you think would run through your mind? You know, or if the grocery bill is up to 600 bucks because you've got some Christmas food, you might just be reminded to, to just stop and to just check. It might be totally fine. But just to take that moment to pause and to, and to be reminded, hey, this is God's money. Could I be spending it better? So you are more than welcome uh, to come and grab one at the end of the gathering. I'm not the world's best handwriter, so you can write it yourself if you like, but please uh, feel totally welcome to join me in this. We'll have these little stickers on our cards reminding us uh, to spend less and to spend thoughtfully. So I'm going to go ahead and pray for us now to close the message. And then we'll sing a song together. Father God, we thank you so much. Lord, that as we come in this Christmas season, that we have the opportunity uh, to reflect and to be thankful for the gift you've given us in Jesus. Lord, we pray that in such a, what can be such a busy time of year, that you would just give us those moments, you would grant us those moments to stop and to pause and to reflect, to give you the space to prompt us, to challenge us about how it is we're spending our money. Lord, we pray that uh, as we take on this challenge this week to remind us that it is your money that you are calling us to steward and to spend in wise and thoughtful ways. We pray, Lord, that you would give us uh, the opportunity uh, perhaps for conversations or the opportunity to share stories about how you've worked in and through this challenge. We pray, Lord God, that this um, idea of spending less and spending thoughtfully will will stick with us and that it will uh, bring out story after story of um, just wonderful encounters with family, with friends, with colleagues, for whomever it is we might be spending uh, money on for a gift or otherwise. We pray that the thoughtfulness would ring through, that that your grace, your generosity, your love would be felt in real and tangible ways and that it might cause people to stop and reflect on the true meaning of Christmas this year. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.